There are two main questions that every religion tries to answer. First, how can we be right with God? And second, how can we overcome sin? You know, most people who come to Jesus have questions like these. They might say, yeah, I believe the gospel. I'm glad Jesus died to save me. But how do I change? I, I know about the cross, but how do I stop sinning? How do I move from the basic Christian life on to maturity? And these are good and reasonable questions. When we hear the gospel and believe it, we become Christians. And over time, we understand that our former way of life was sinful, so we want to change. Unfortunately, in our pursuit of freedom, many of us forget the message of the cross, and instead we seek out quick fixes. For example, we want to lose weight, so we turn to the diet community. It tells us to cut carbs or adjust our macros. Simple! Or, we're trapped in pornography and sexual impurity, but we just put a filter on or accountability software on our device. Done! Yet, sin is not so easily overcome. We end up failing repeatedly, going from one diet to another and one accountability program or stepsystem to another, always looking for that right combination of rules and steps or tips that will enlighten and transform us. Yeah, sure, we, we believe the message of the cross, but that was only to make us right with God, not to help us stop sinning. The message of the cross is for salvation, not sanctification. And so we seem to forget all about the cross as we go on the hunt to find some system or method with the proper steps or rules or accountability to free us from bondage to sin and help us with the practical issues of life. Now, the false teachers in Galatia would have wholeheartedly agreed with this law-based approach to freedom. They would have said, yeah, it's good that you believe Paul's gospel, but now to be right with God and go on to perfection, you must obey the law. If you live right and obey God's law, you will receive God's love. And by keeping his law, you will overcome sin and become perfected. But Paul declared law-based righteousness to be a false teaching. The message is wrong. The right message is, you can't obey perfectly. So Jesus came and obeyed in your place. And then he died as a perfect sacrifice to pay for your disobedience. And when you believe this message, God counts you as righteous and holy. And by believing this message again and again, you grow in maturity, you overcome sin, and more and more you resemble Christ. Now, at this point, Paul uses an Old Testament illustration to prove this point and help everyone understand how the gospel applies to our lives. So he quotes from Genesis 15, 6. So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So notice that Abraham was not righteous, but then he heard something and he believed what he heard. 
and God credited his believing as righteousness. The word translated credited is an accounting term. You know how accountants might list the debits on one side of the paper and credits on the other? Well, when Abraham believed a particular message, a marvelous transaction happened. God credited righteousness to Abraham, and simultaneously, God removed all Abraham's sin debts. No sins on the debit side, righteousness on the credit side. And Paul went on to say in Galatians 7, 3, 7, that those who have faith in Jesus are children of Abraham. Paul's talking about you and me here. He just told us how to be credited with righteousness. To be the children of Abraham means to resemble Abraham, to believe as Abraham did, and to share in his blessing. It's as if Paul had said, you know, these Judaizing teachers, they talk so much about being children of Abraham, and they say that it's by circumcision and obeying God that you become a son of Abraham. But this is a lie. Abraham believed a certain message and by faith was made right with God. Well, it follows then that if we believe the same message that Abraham did, we are his descendants. Now think about what Paul is saying. Even if someone is circumcised on the eighth day, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Well, if he's not a believer in the gospel, he's not a child of Abraham. So, what exactly did Abraham believe, which made him right with God? And Galatians 3.8 answers the question. It says, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by, by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. You see, God announced the gospel, and Abraham believed the gospel, and it was credited to him as righteousness. The scriptures teach us here that we become righteous by hearing and believing the gospel message. The rest of Galatians shows us that we grow into maturity the same way we become believers, by hearing and believing and applying the gospel of Jesus Christ again and again. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit accompanies the gospel message to all who believe it. But wait a minute, that's not the gospel, that all nations on earth will be blessed through you. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. So how did God announce the gospel to Abraham? Well, I'm going to stop here and leave that question for you to ponder. I'm hoping that you'll read the rest of this passage, Galatians 3, 10 through 14, to see how this statement, all nations on earth will be blessed through you, is the gospel and why it is such good news for you and me today. I hope that you will join us again next week.